Well, I already started that wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm not able to stream on Facebook for whatever reason, but we're here on YouTube. This is AA Beyond Belief, a podcast by, for, and about people who have found a secular path to sobriety in Alcoholics Anonymous. And Happy New Year. And welcome to the first live call-in episode for AA Beyond Belief. We're streaming simultaneously on, well, I thought Facebook, Facebook, but not. <laughs> but we are streaming on YouTube. And now we're only going to stream the audio portion, so you aren't going to see me. But what you will see is the logo of the podcast, the guy with the headphones, and you will see a phone number. That number is 844-899-8278. And the purpose of that phone number is so that you can con call us and participate in this episode. So what will happen if all goes well is I am going to speak for about maybe 20 or 30 minutes on a couple of topics that have been on my mind lately. And then we will open up the phones. Uh, the topics that I was considering discussing were anonymity in AA. Is this a tradition? Is this tradition still necessary? And the secular AA movement, is it a movement? And if so, where is it going? So now when you do call in, uh, please feel free to talk about whatever's on your mind. You don't need to stick with the topics that I'm pontificating on tonight. You can ask questions. You can make any other sort of comment. Just say hello, whatever you want to do. I'd just love to hear from you. But before we get into that, I figured that since it is New Year's Day, it might be nice to look back at 2019 and, and see how the podcast went that year. It was an interesting year as far as the podcast goes. I, uh, in the beginning of the year, I kind of was in the doldrums. I wasn't posting a lot of episodes uh, during the first part of the year. I think I posted once in April. I didn't post anything in May, uh, maybe one episode in June. Uh, there was just a lot going on. I, I, I think I needed a break. <laughs> but... In July, I kind of reassessed what I was doing, and I made a commitment to begin posting episodes once a week, and we've been doing that thus far. In fact, we're now posting twice a week, because what we're doing on Sunday, we're going to be posting the typical podcast episodes uh, that uh, the typical episodes where it's an interview type uh, style episode, and then on Wednesdays, we will be posting the speakers, secular speakers. So uh, we have a large amount of audio on the AA Beyond Belief audio page of people who've given talks at open AA meetings and conferences, and they're all sec people who are in AA who um, approach the program from a secular perspective. Oh, I got somebody in the queue to call in right now, but I'm not quite ready to take callers. So you're, you're going to have to hold on there if you don't mind, but I'll get to you. You're at your area code 580. So anyway, uh, I just want to tell you that uh, it's been, it was a great year. Uh, a couple of good things happened in 2019. Number one, I reconnected with Ben. Uh, he came back and we did some episodes uh, talking about some movies. And uh, if you haven't actually listened to the episode of When a Man Loves a Woman, I would recommend it. That was a lot of fun, and I'm kind of proud of that episode. So it's been good to have him back. Another thing that we did is brought Angela B. on board. And she has been my co-host as we go through the 12 steps again. And that has also been interesting and actually very good for me. Uh, Angela has an interesting perspective. She started off in the program 
in AA. Actually, she came from another fellowship, but she started going to AA meetings. And almost from the beginning, I believe, she helped start a secular AA group. And she started working the steps from a secular perspective by using the alternative 12 steps book. But she also, at the same time, was going to other meetings because she had to go to other meetings and she was going to traditional meetings and she became familiar with, you know, a traditional approach to AA as well. So she can tailor her approach to wherever you're coming from. And anyway, she takes a very deliberate um, approach towards the steps, a very serious approach to the steps. And it was really uh, good for me to listen to what she had to say. So uh, if you haven't listened to any of those episodes, I'd recommend those as well. I will tell you that I do love podcasting. Uh, I have a lot of fun doing this. I've learned a great deal from you and all the other guests who have come on the podcast. Uh, and I sometimes forget, though, that, uh, that this is very meaningful to a lot of people out there. And every once in a while, you remind me when you send me an email and you tell me how much the podcast has meant to you uh, because you might not have a meeting that is secularly formatted in your area. So... Um, listening to speakers and our guests on the podcast is your opportunity to hear your story told by other people through your own words. So I'm looking forward to 2020. Uh, in 2020, AA Beyond Belief will be five years old. In September, we'll have our fifth anniversary. And if we continue on our current um, posting schedule, we'll probably reach 200 episodes by the end of the year. So that's kind of a goal. Anyway, so enough of that. Now you might notice that I'm introducing the podcast a little bit differently now. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm letting people know right off the bat what this podcast is. It's a podcast for, by, and about people who have found a secular path to sobriety in Alcoholics Anonymous. And the reason I do that is I just want to be upfront, straight, right away to let people know in very simple terms what this is. Uh, you know, we're not this isn't an AA group. We're not affiliated with anybody. What we are are members of Alcoholics Anonymous, most of us, who have found a, a way to do this program in a secular way. And we have come together in an online community to share our experience with one another. And this podcast is a medium of doing that. And that's all that that's all that we're doing. Now, when I am hosting this podcast, I maintain my anonymity, and I'm sorry I can't pronounce that word for some reason, but I don't use my last name. I just use my first name and last initial, John S. And most of the guests who come on here who, who speak about their, um, their experience in AA also only use their last initial um, out of respect for the tradition of an anonymity. So uh, that, that's... I, 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 that's kind of a way to kind of get into the first topic, I think, of, you know, anonymity and why we use it. I, I, I mainly use it out of habit and out of respect for Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, that's why I maintain anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film and on the internet. But I have to tell you, I have been questioning the practice recently. Um, I understand that confidentiality is important. And it's really important that a newcomer feels that when he or she goes to an AA meeting, that whatever they say there stays there. Uh, that's, that's really important. And I, but that confidentiality isn't really the same thing as anonymity. And I sometimes wonder, can't you have confidentiality 
without anonymity. I mean, it seems like other programs that support people do that. Uh, you know, I think about refuge recovery. I spoke to my friend Dave Owens about that. They don't have to be anonymous in refuge recovery, and yet they still respect the confidentiality of their members. So what is it about AA that makes us want to be anonymous? So I, I went and read the 12 traditions and the 12 steps on the 12 traditions. And as you know, there are two traditions that mention uh, anonymity, and that would be traditions 11 and 12. And tradition 11 says our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Now, as you read through the essay on tradition 11, you'll notice that they, they say that publicity is okay. That's good. Uh, it's okay that AA is in the movies, it's on television, it's in the radio, it's in the public eye. That's great. But what is bad is promotion. And I'm going to make, I'm going to read you a quote from the 12 and 12. It says in there that quote, nearly every one of us are irrepressible promoters and quote, it's frightening to have a society full of promoters. So, you know, I, I have to question that. Is that really true? Is nearly every single one of us an irrepressible promoter? I don't think so. I don't think there are very many of us that want to go around promoting AA. I think most of us, you know, kind of keep it on the down low, our membership in Alcoholics Anonymous. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's not something that is relevant for me to talk about in my day, you know, in my day-to-day -day life or, or whatever. It's just, it's, it's not something that I want to do. I don't have that ego to want to be the spokesperson for Alcoholics Anonymous. And I haven't really met many people in AA who do. So I, I'm not really buying that, that we are irrepressible promoters and that it's really frightening that, that our whole organization is full of people like that. Another thing that Tradition 11 says in the essay that I found really interesting is it talks about how um, organizations seem to attract people or rather promote their organizations by uh, through the prestige of the people who are in the organization. And again, I, I wonder if that's even true, you know, and it says that AA can't, shouldn't do that. But are people really attracted to an organization because of a personality uh, and, and, and in particular the prestige of a particular person? I don't think so. Again, so, you know, I'm just kind of questioning these things. And then, then I, you know, you look at tradition 12 and it talks about how it is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions, reminding us to place principles before personalities. Now, this tradition what was started because uh, it was it was important for people that that they that they have some confidentiality in Alcoholics Anonymous that what they say there is sacred and remains in the room. Apparently, according to the essay that Bill W. wrote, in the early days, there were stories being spread around that people would hear in an AA meeting. And that was putting into jeopardy, you know, the whole idea of Alcoholics Anonymous that you could come in and... Um, it's really funny. I just realized I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> First time I ever did that on a podcast, but that's okay. YouTube is recording it. So cool. Anyway, uh, so uh, that's the deal there. Now, it's really interesting that this whole thing about anonymity, uh, another reason that it, it came about 
is, you know, the big book says that they, they did it because there were so few of them and the big book was going to make such a big deal. They wouldn't be able to handle all the publicity um, if people know who they were. But uh, what, what was really going on, if you read Ernest Kurtz's book, Not God, is AA, the, the early people in AA, they were really wanting to depart from the Oxford group. And they were kind of self-conscious of this connection to the Oxford group. You see, the Oxford group was really big about evangelizing. And they, so they, they would expect the, the people in the Oxford group to go out in the public and talk about how the Oxford group changed their lives. Well, the early AA members didn't think that that would be an effective way for them to reach other alcoholics through evangelizing. And they themselves didn't want to put themselves out in the public because it could jeopardize their careers if, you know, they came out publicly as an alcoholic. And then another reason that they had for remaining anonymous is they um, were afraid that their, they, their egos would get out of hand if they started traveling around speaking about how wonderful their sobriety is and what AA did for them. So those are some of the reasons that were given for anonymity. But I have to ask is, has there ever been a situation where anonymity has been broken that hurt AA? And if you do call in, I'd like, and if you know of a such, such situation, I would like to hear about it. But I will talk about real quickly a couple of famous um, historical um, instances of anonymity being broken. And one of the first was the was a baseball player in Cleveland in the 1940s. His name was Raleigh Hemsley, and he was the catcher for the Cleveland Indians. And the Cleveland Indians had, at the time had a pitcher, a young man who had a lot of problems and needed a lot of guidance and, mentor, and mentorship. So Raleigh um, had a bad alcohol problem, but he got help through AA and got sober. And through his sobriety, he was able to become a great mentor for this troubled young man who was such a great pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. Well, somehow the story got out uh, in, the, in the press, in the newspaper, and people all over Cleveland learned about Alcoholics Anonymous. And those people in Cleveland, they were really protective of their anonymity. They were almost like a secret organization. They, they were just really under the covers. But anyway, after Raleigh came out with his story in the paper, the, the Cleveland AA was flooded with people interested in Alcoholics Anonymous. So what ended up happening is more AA meetings started and also the tradition of sponsorship began. Because what was going on, so many people were coming into AA you had to make sure that these people were serious about wanting to be sober. So they had to have someone sponsor them to get into a meeting. Uh, they had to vouch for that person's um, sincerity to be sober. And that practice developed into the practice of sponsorship that we know today. Um, another thing that happened is they started using the big book more in Cleveland around this time. So, all I see from that break of anonymity were positive things that happened. Nothing bad happened when he broke his anonymity. Now, what would have, did Raleigh get drunk? Did he stay sober? I don't know. Would it have even mattered? I don't think it would have. I, I don't think that people were attracted to AA simply because of Raleigh's personality, but it was the story. It was, it was the story of Alcoholics Anonymous that attracted them, and Raleigh just happened to be the person who told it. Another instance that uh, is famous, I guess, is, is Marty Mann, one of the first women 
ANAA, and she broke her anonymity. What she did when I was reading Ernest Kurtz, Kurtz's book, Not God, I'm really not clear if she out and out announced that she was a member of AA, but what she would do is she would freely and openly talk about her alcoholism, and it was just assumed that people who did that were in AA. But another thing that she did, and this goes right to the prestige issue, she started an organization called the National Council for the Education on, on Alcoholism, the NCEA, which later became uh, the National Council on Alcoholism and Drug Addiction, which is now known as, I believe, something else. But she started this organization, and when, when she wanted to get it started, she put Bill W's and Dr. Bob's, actually their first and last names, on the organization's stationery, and then she mailed that out to people. And so she was suggesting that Alcoholics Anonymous and then in the form of Bill and Bob were behind her organization. Well, AA members all over the place threw a fit and they forced her to take those names off of the letterhead. But Marty, if she broke her anonymity, what happened from that that hurt AA? I, I just don't know. I mean, what she ended up doing is she helped destigmatize the disease, the, the, excuse me, the disease of alcoholism, and she went on to start an organization that has done a lot of good over the years. So there you go. Now, another thing that I will mention very quickly is the Jack Alexander Saturday Evening Post story. That wasn't necessarily a break of anonymity. Uh, people weren't using their last names, but they certainly had their pictures taken for the magazine. Uh, and also, wasn't what's the difference between that? Why? How is that not promotion? And it's not to say it was a bad thing. I mean, that Saturday Evening Post article attracted a lot of people to Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, and the the fellowship grew from that. So I'm not saying I'm against anonymity and that we should abandon it. I'm just saying I'm questioning it right now. I'm, my view of it is changing. I used to be a stalwart supporter, and now I'm just kind of wondering, really? Why, why are we even doing this? I sometimes get the feeling that we're doing it because it's a way to control people. Like Bill Wilson was really wanting to control so that he was the sole promoter. He didn't want other people being the promoter. You know, they were afraid that we were a society of promoters. So I kind of have a feeling it was a way to kind of maintain control. Uh, anyway, enough of that. The final thing I want to talk about, and I, I don't even know how long I'm going because I wasn't recording for the first part. Oh, I see. 18 minutes. Okay. Final thing I want to talk about is secular AA, so-called secular AA. Is it a movement? I say no, it is not. It's not a movement. What secular AA is, is just people who have started special interest AA meetings for those who prefer a secular experience in AA. So these are special purpose meetings. It's like the LGBTQ meetings that started. It's like women's meetings. It's like young people's meetings. It's like medical professionals' meetings. It's like the Native Americans' meetings. They're special interest meetings within Alcoholics Anonymous. They're not a movement. I think of, when I think of a movement, I think of an organized effort to affect change. I don't think that is going on with the secular AA groups. I can't speak for any other group. I can't even speak for the members who go to my meetings in Kansas City at We Agnostics, but nobody in those meetings talks about making any sorts of change in AA. They're happy, you know, at our meeting doing our thing, and the rest of AA is happy with us doing our thing. They don't know about 
as far as I'm, I know, there, no one ever talks about ICSA. No one ever talks about secularaa.org. They don't even talk about AAB, I believe. No one ever talks about anything. It's like all of this talk about a so-called movement, in my mind, only seems to exist online. It exists in the Facebook groups and in online conversations. So, again, I don't believe that there's a movement. I just believe that that there is a desire of a lot of people to start special interests special purpose AA meetings for agnostics and atheists. And that's been going on since 1975. And all we have now, we have an organization that supports that. The secular AA organization is there to support the creation, I guess, of the special purpose AA groups. It's not out to change AA or to separate from AA or do anything like that. It's not a movement. It's just simply there to support secular AA groups. Okay. So I've pontificated now for 21 minutes, and we do have a caller. I hope we haven't lost him. I'm going to go ahead and see if I can get him on the phone. Hello, thanks for calling. How you doing? Ah, he's not there, I don't think. He might. Are you there? Okay, that didn't work. <laughs> I'm going to drop you. You might want to call back. Who knows? Anyway, if you want to call in, our number is 844-899-8278. So the phones are open, and you can uh, call in if you would like to comment. Oh, someone is calling. Here they goes. Hello. Hey. Oh, good. You're there. How are you? This is John. Hey, John. This is Trey. Hey, Trey. Um, I'm doing great. Yeah. I just, uh, I didn't realize that I would be the only caller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is our first time doing this. And now that there are nine people yeah. watching us on YouTube, which is kind of cool. Um, I tried to, I yeah. tried to stream this on Facebook, but that didn't work. I probably should have tried to figure out how to do it before I went live. Uh, it's also funny that I, I didn't remember to record until I was like halfway through my diatribe. But anyway, that's what you get when you do something for the first time. Right. So what's on well, your mind? That first topic, I didn't, I didn't catch the first topic. What was the first topic? Anon anonym anonymity. And, and, I, and I can't pronounce it, but anonymity. Anonymity. Oh, anonymity. Okay. Yeah. So I did catch the first topic. You just said, okay. So yeah. there were two topics. And it was anonymity and uh, secular AA. Right. Right? Yep. Okay. Well, I can say um, I have uh, been sort of an open atheist for uh, a little while now, but, um, well, just since I called into the atheist experience not too long ago. Oh, and, cool. Uh, um, well, I mean, like, that was when I really... Like, I opened, I, I came out online, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that kind of has something to do with anonymity for me because in my small town I live in, uh, we, uh, there's, um, I've been sober since 11 one and uh, before that I had uh, from 2009 to, to I mean, from, uh, 
1999 to 2009, I had, uh, I got 10 years of sobriety. I took a break for, <laughs> for two years and, and came back and, and I've, uh, throughout that first 10 years, I was, uh, really, um, I, I was being called agnostic behind my back, but I didn't even know what really agnostic meant. And uh, I just couldn't deal with the, the talk, God talk. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, it just became something that was overwhelming. It was like we're in a church situation here. And we are, we were literally having meetings in a church, mm-hmm. but, but it just became super overwhelming. So I just, uh, my wife and I, we just decided I can go have a drink and, uh, that led to two years of, of uh, just a bunch of not, uh, not so good. I mean, a great time, but eventually it just, not even, I didn't lose my job or anything. I didn't lose anything except I just, I was, I felt insane. Mm-hmm. And there were things that were happening, stress that beyond uh, imagination. And so I finally got to my next. I mean, the, the uh, meeting, back to the meeting, and I got a new sponsor, and he, um, and so that meeting, we, it, I just have had a hard time with the, the prayer at the end, the, the Lord's Prayer, and, and it, it was a great meeting, I mean, but uh, just, I've, I've, always, I've been, like I ran out of meetings in anger because of the fact that I don't feel like I fit in. And that's why we started. And that's why people are starting these, these meetings. It's just like, you know, but there was a time when if you were gay and you went to an AA meeting, you were not made to feel welcome or comfortable. And that time, that wasn't that oh, long ago. Yeah. And, and so they started, they started groups, special interest groups for um, the LG, LGBTQ community, you know, and, you know, and I, I was just talking about that. They, they were special, special interest groups and that's and and agnostics and atheists actually have been doing that as well since 1975. So, you know, oh, wow. yeah. So oh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you and time We'll meet somebody in one of these meetings who, you know, might want to step out with you and go start your own uh, secular meeting. It's not that difficult to do. And, you know, after you get some time under under your belt, you might want to, you know, consider doing that if you meet someone that's like-minded. I, I actually, this is this kind of strange, but the, I, I went to my birthday meeting uh, last month or two months ago now, I guess. Um, and I went and I, I wrote a letter out to my group because I, they had, I mean, I'd been so angry and I couldn't say what I wanted to say for so long. So I wrote them a letter <laughs> and I read that letter and I admitted that I was atheist in that letter. And I said, don't, you can do what my sponsor does is say, um, hey, God, you may not believe in God, but God believes in you. I don't yeah. really like it. But I mean, that, it's whatever suit floats your boat. Yeah. And then after I'd spoken, after I'd spoken about my experience and this, and this kid from, oh, kid, he was 
years old. He said he's been homeless and and out on the streets since he was six years Mm -hmm. old. Um, And he said, I thought this was just a bunch of, he said, I've never spoke in a meeting. He's told me, uh, told us that he's never spoken in the meeting. I don't know how long he's been going there, but he said, he said, I thought this was just a bunch of old people coming to meetings. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I said, there you go. I opened up a new line, uh, line for that shit. Who knows? Well, we had another guy call in, but he just, or she, okay. just hung up. Uh, but if you want to call back, uh, the, lines, the lines are yeah, still no, open. No um, okay. But anyway, anyway, thank you, Trey. It was nice, it was nice talking to you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. See mm-hmm. ya. Bye-bye. So yeah, if you'd like to call back, uh, the lines are open, uh, the, or the line is open. <laughs> Here he is. He's, he's back. I think. Nope. Okay. Anyway. So, um, so Trey found himself uncomfortable at the traditional meetings because of the Lord's prayer and the heavy, you know, emphasis on God. And that's obviously common. And again, like I said, that's why. You know, we have special purpose groups for um, us. Okay, someone's calling. We'll talk to them. Hello? Hello? Oh, hi. How you doing? This is John. John, this is PJ from Sydney. How are you? Oh, PJ, how you doing? How, how funny. Good. I know you said I, we couldn't ring in from overseas, but I have. How about that? I guess you can. You know, um, I wonder yeah. if the, I wonder if the people listening are hearing the the crackling noises from the people that call in. I hope that the quality isn't that bad, but it's okay. Oh boy, this is kind of fun, PJ. It's something yeah. that I never. I don't know. I just had this idea. Hey, you know what? I I got some new equipment. Is what happened, PJ? I got some new podcasting equipment, and I'm very excited about all the different things I can do with it. Yeah. And I learned you can take these calls. So why yeah. not? So what do you want to talk about? Yeah, that's right. Oh, look, I was just listening with interest to the anonymity, and I guess um, the thing personally I liked about it was when I came to AA, I felt really bad about my drinking and my whole life, and I was just glad that all they wanted to know was my first name. So, yeah, you know, as, as an initial start in AA, I found that really, um, it, was, it was a sort of a mantle of protection, I guess. Yeah, and uh, also it's a great living field because to this day I know very few people's uh, surnames. I don't know what to do for a living. I like it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very equalizing. So True. that's just sort of personally. Um, I I did think that uh, you asked if we knew of anybody who uh, either by breaking their anonymity who did damage. I know one guy who's. Anonymity was broken at work by a colleague, and he lost his job when the boss found out. So uh, I talked about the only incident, but uh, yeah, which is probably pretty rare. And this is going back twenty years ago. But I, I do think, um, look, it's, it's a really interesting podcast, and it's made me think about it and my point of view and take on things. So yeah, that's really what I would take away. Do we really need it? I guess it depends on the situation. 
suppose. And I, I just uh, think... But by that, and large, I'm sort of happy personally to keep it here. <laughs> I am too. I, I'm, not, I'm not ready. <laughs> like I say, I'm not, I'm not going to change it. I, in fact, I'm still anonymous when, when it comes to being out publicly like that. But I don't know. I just kind of thought about it because, you know, these other organizations that help people with addictions, you know, that aren't 12-step um, yep. uh, related, they still ha- can maintain the confidentiality of the people that go to those meetings, but they don't have to make a big deal out of being anonymous. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And they don't, and they don't have this problem. What yeah. I found so funny is when you read the traditions, they, they, they really build Bill W thought that, that we were a society full of um, irrepressible promoters. <laughs> I don't, maybe we are. Yeah. Well, I, I think he was talking about himself. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, it is but interesting. I think a lot of like most, yeah, it, it is. And, and also, um, I do think we're uh, a sort of a movement. Is it black and white whether we are or not? Yeah. Can we be grey? I, I guess I guess that we have, you know, uh, secularaid.org, which has the list of meanings worldwide, which we in Australia use. Yep. We, we are contacting each other here in Australia. We're getting together, not to change AA, but to... It's a movement in the sense of having rooms for people like us. Yeah. yeah. So it's the start of a movement in a way, if you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess the word just kind of scares me a bit because it just seems like, you know, yeah. that people might think that we're rebels or that we're, you know, trying to upset the cart or that we're even organized at a at yeah. a top-down level, you know, because we're not. And, yeah. you know, I just think about the people yeah. in my group who don't really know yeah. about the rest of the, what they don't really care about yeah. what's going on outside of the, the group, but, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it is, we are, I, I see what you're saying though, because it's just, you know, even the gay groups when they were starting, that was sort of a movement. I mean, they weren't, they didn't feel welcome in AA. So they got together yeah. and they started groups and, and meetings and, yeah. And I guess through um, helping each other do that and word of mouth. And they even organized, you know, there is to this day yeah. um, Gala, which is a website for that organization. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I think, you see, I, I'll take a leaf out of John Lawrence's book, book and say, you know, we're real AA. Ah. So secular AA is the real thing. And then others add something else into it, like uh, make believe in fairy tales. Yeah. So to me, we're like the real AA. That's that's my sort of take on it. And you're meeting in Kansas, where I met the people. Never seen a big book. Yeah. Never seen the set. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're sober. Yeah. They. Everybody should go to Kansas just to see that. Well, you know what's funny, PJ, <laughs> is I tried to introduce the big book at our step meeting that we started after you left, and um, it didn't go over well. They don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for calling. I got another caller. Thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Hello, this is John. Hello, my name's name's JB. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, JB. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How's it going? I'm I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for the flight. How's it? 
flying by the seat of your pants. It's, it's going okay with the technology <laughs> stuff. It's, it's brand new, like you said. It'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of funny. I, uh, I was so I was really quite nervous about this before I started, and I thought to myself, "Why the hell am I doing this? Causing myself this stress?" <laughs> anyway, it's better just to jump right in and figure it out after instead of yeah, instead yeah. Of I knew I was going to get it perfect before you even start. You know? Yeah, I learned a few things. I got to figure out the Facebook part because I thought for sure that Facebook would go and it didn't anyway. So what's on your mind? Yeah, I don't do Facebook. So uh, <laughs> um, I was just, um, I'm just i really glad you have these podcasts out. And um, But one thing about um, when you're saying you had a little bit of a hiatus, the best mm-hmm. thing about this format with YouTube and podcasts now is your old one can be just as relevant because I've yeah. been sober about uh, two and a half years, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, you know, it was fine for me to go start from the beginning. So, yeah, so I'm sure you get burned out sometimes and don't feel like putting them out constantly. I had people tell me that, and it is true. We have built up quite a library of of those things, um, which is pretty pretty incredible. But yeah, yeah, thank you for for saying that and reminding me of that. So, you know, maybe I do need to take a break every once in a while. You know. Yeah, I, when I was first uh started getting sober i was one who um i did i didn't get in early or anything i just stayed out a long 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 time and then just finally admitted i mean i got to be 50 some 50 before i even considered slowing down or stopping or anything i mm-hmm. just consider myself functioning but um even the regular speakers like clancy i from the regular yeah those speaker things if you can't when you can't get to a meeting or you just get you know i just would feel down sometimes that early there's a you know there's a little bit to be picked up yeah all over the place and i think the I think the secular meetings are definitely, I think what you said is better. You know, you're not trying to reform and make everyone else switch. Right. Just nice. I go to most meetings I go, they're pretty heavy-handed with all that stuff. But I just, you know, it's just, I just, let it, I just treat it like a ritual. It's just the ritual they do for 10 minutes. And then after that, it's, it's a meeting. And, you know, yeah. just have one drunk helping another once we get past that. So, because uh, when I first was reading the book, you know, I, I, it, it says, uh, you know, our prime primary purpose and then then you see all this other stuff it's like well what about our primary purpose are we not kind of working against the primary purpose with worrying about how they do it and this and that and mm-hmm. it seems this day and age with these all these other things out there people are into that seem to you know send them down such a bad path such a much younger age mm. i think we were that primary purpose is the most important thing to me mm. the primary purpose as far as to stay sober and help others achieve sobriety Right. Yeah. You know, don't don't worry about you know how they do it. If how they you know how they do the, the steps away. From exactly. These, you know, heavy-handed sponsors and stuff. Yeah. Know. Yeah. No, I agree with that too. Totally. But uh, uh, the only thing I was gonna say about anonymity is uh, Clancy's. Um, he talked about it. He knows all the history stuff. Apparently, I guess yeah. he's still alive. I'm sure. But um, he's got a million tapes on there. And, those deal, the regular speaker tapes, I man, they go back to the fifties all the way to now. And so, yeah. you know, it's interesting. He has that different perspective to me. And, uh, he said a lot of times it ends up messing them up. The ones he said that several of the ones that would talk that, like you mentioned before, they ended up going back out and doing stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can, people can overdo the anonymity, I believe. I mean, cause I, I don't, he said, he kind of advised that, it's fine for you to tell anyone you want to you're an alcoholic. Right. Don't go around to saying this other person's an alcoholic. Yeah. To me, that's kind of enough. So I don't, I don't mention AA specifically, but I just say I'm an alcoholic and I go to meetings. They, they figure it out. You know? Yeah. And uh, like Craig Ferguson, I don't know if you saw when he, on his show, mm. he 
came out one time after he got sober. Right. And he said something on his show, and he, he talked about it at length, and he said, all these treatment centers and this and that are all fine, but, you know, you need something after that. And right. he said, uh, you know, there's a there's a place, it's very near the beginning of the phone book, real close to the beginning of the phone book, and that's mm-hmm. all, and that's all he said. Oh, he didn't, yeah, he didn't actually mention it. You know? He was kind of cute about it then, wasn't he? He just said that, yeah, yeah. Every, you know, people will do that sometimes too. I'll hear a celebrity say that they're going to a 12 step fellowship, you know, well, it's AA, you know, is what you're going to, cause you're stop, you stop drinking and you're going to a 12 step program. Hmm. And that's okay. Right. Though. That's okay. But they, it doesn't hurt anybody. That's, that's the thing I've never seen. I mean, I, I understand that an anonymity break can hurt an individual person and that's probably enough of a reason to have, to have it, but it's never, as far as I know, hurt AA as a whole. But, no, I don't think so. I agree with you. I don't I think, you know. If anything, it's helpful. It. You know, Al-Anon runs ads on the radio here, you know. Yeah. But it's Al-Anon. You know? Right, right. Well, I appreciate you calling. I got someone else in yeah. queue right now. Let me go ahead and take their call. Yeah, I uh, wanted to say I, thank I, you. I really enjoyed the, um, some of your history episodes, and uh, I'll keep listening. Thank you. Well, thank you. Take care. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Hello? Hello. Hi, this is John. Hey, John, this is Paul Con from North Florida. Oh, hi. How are you? I am doing very well, very well. I'm kind of excited today because today marks my 30th AA anniversary. Did you say 30th? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Congratulations. That's a, that's great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, what? The last gentleman was talking about Clancy I and a lot of people um there were speakers always talk about how they were atheists, they no longer am, they no longer are atheists. That I don't agree with. I think what they really were were what we call um, apatheists. Uh, meaning they believe but they just didn't care. Right. I got that I I got that term from R and Rob. Oh right. And that that is kind of how. Yeah. And for the first twenty years of my sobriety, I was a theist, and I was terrified of letting go because I feared that letting go of this belief was going to jeopardize my sobriety. And keeping sober is the most important duty it has itself to do at all times. And finally. Listen to it, Aaron Raw, Matt Dill, how many of these other atheist celebrities? I had to ask myself, what exactly do I actually believe? Why do I actually believe it? How do I know I'm right? Why do other people think that they're right? And why do they think I'm wrong? Why do I think they're wrong? And I had to ask myself these questions and ponder. And finally, after a while, I realized that they. Not they, they all can't be right. They, they all can't be right, but, but they can all be wrong. Yeah. And slowly but surely, I relinquished my belief in, in the higher power. And today, I use the old thing, you know, good orderly direction. Yep. And um, one of the things that people talk about spirituality, and of course, the one page, you know, um, we must keep it fit spiritual condition and we have daily repeat continue to remain to a spiritual condition and 
the gentleman Bart Campolo of the Humanized Me podcast mentioned this. Is it um, spiritual or spirituality is the pursuit and cultivation of goodness? And that's what I use. Yeah. Yeah. And it works. And that works for you. And it, yeah. Um, there is a lot of crackling when you speak. I hear a lot of crackling in my head. Oh, do you really? Yeah. I'll have to figure out what that, what's causing that. Who knows? I, I got a lot to learn about this whole thing, the setup, because I think I should be able to take calls. See, I, I watched a lot of YouTube videos about how to do this and everybody else, it went just perfect and sounded great. So I must be doing something <laughs> wrong. I must have this, I must have it set up wrong or something, but it's still nice to hear from people. We're getting close. We're getting close. We're going to have a, we're probably going to be able to do more podcasts that are, that will be done live and where we can take calls. I'm enjoying this already. It's fun hearing from people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to suggest, I, I, I put a couple things in this. It's not really chat room, but, but please consider doing live broadcasts more like this more often. I would love to partake in them. Okay. And maybe like chat room type thing. I would like to that'd be great. Yeah, we can, we can absolutely do that. Uh, it was easy to do it on, on YouTube. I can't figure out Facebook, but that's okay. I'll figure it out eventually. And then I do want to get this, this um, crackling thing settled as well. Cause that, that's kind of weird, but anyway, it's still, it seems to be working. Well, podcast yeah. before weren't you you were guest on the podcast here weren't, weren't you some time ago yes i, I thought so that's right i, rem yeah. I remember that yeah. i remember that because you know i'm my my family is originally from florida and i'm real familiar with that part of the country and, and north florida in particular and i remember i was going down to jacksonville uh around the time that you and i did that podcast and i went to the uh, florida state convention down there which was really interesting and we had uh we did a we agnostics panel at the convention which turned out pretty pretty uh, which turned out really well i don't know if they've if they've done another one down there since but um i really like the community of the uh, agnostics in jacksonville and i've stayed in touch with them um, coming since i've came back from there they're nice people i would be happy in jacksonville it sounds like it. I would love to sometime go out there, but you know, my car, I, I don't have air conditioning in my car. Right. So, and, and then, and I'm on social security as a result of a major auto accident. Um, as you hear, you can tell by my voice, I have a speech impediment yep. due to that accident. Yep. So I don't really get to go out very often. 
and the Jacksonville convention was I think it was like sixty five dollars to to mm. go in. I was yeah, that's court. a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was lucky at that one. They paid my yeah. way, and they they actually put me up in a hotel room too <laughs> for participating. It was kind of fun. Anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah, I watched. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, I watched you. The, you you're speaking on YouTube, and the person who uh, my, my 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 former sponsor was there, and I asked him to look for you, and I don't know if he did or not, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. is an atheist. Okay. But, well, we've been going now for 47, 48 minutes, so we might want to. I might want to start wrapping things up. Um, does anybody else out there want to call in? If so, I'm going to go ahead, I think, and close it up if that's okay. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and see if if this. Th- so thanks for calling, Paul. It was nice talking to you. Thank you. You take care. Now, up in Maryland, I went to a. Uh, a um, the Pagans in Recovery and a group. Uh huh. That, that was kind of a specialty thing. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, yeah that, that was before I became an atheist. So, yeah. Well, thank you All right. for everything. Thank you. Take care. And I appreciate being on. Right. Take care. Bye bye. Okay, so interesting about all that crackling stuff. We'll figure that out. Um, it was fun. Oh, boy, we got someone else calling. No, we don't. Okay, that's a terminate call. Okay, so anyway, this was fun. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for um, listening and for uh, uh, chatting on the YouTube uh, deal here. Uh, this was a lot of fun. So I'm going to be closing this thing. And there we go. That's the music that I use to close. And then I always say thank you. <laughs> this is another episode of AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you would like to support the podcast and the website, we would appreciate it. You can do that by making donations at PayPal, paypal.me slash Belief, or just go to the website and click on the donate button. Anyway, thanks again, everybody, for listening. We'll be back again real soon with another episode of AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. Bye-bye.